Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We welcome in our man, uh, Jason Jones. So many different things uh, we want to talk to our man over at The Athletic about. But I'll start with this, Jay. You covered this league, the NBA, for a very long time. And you covered it very closely. Is showcasing around the trade deadline. Is that a real thing or a fan-created conversation? It's more fan-created from what I've seen than an actual real thing. I don't. There's not many trades you're going to make where you say, you know what, I like this guy, but you know what? Could you play him for four or five games, so I'm sure? Hmm. Yeah, you right, know? right, exactly. It's like these teams well, – I'm, I'm, I'm in the shadows today, but <laughs> these teams <laughs> – these teams know everyone. You know the players. You know, there's not a whole lot of secrets about guys, you know, especially if they've been in the league for a while. Maybe it, maybe you want to show a guy's not injured, but even then it's not like you're going to run him out there. there. There's a guy on your team you don't want. You're not going to run him out there for 40, 35 minutes a night to prove that he's healthy or that you can trade him. It's also put him through a physical. Like if you're really worried about his health, put him through a physical. You make yeah, the determination and, yourself. And, and yeah, and teams trade for injured guys. They trade for guys they're going to cut. I mean, they trade for guys they have no future, you know, with. You know, there's there's a million reasons you can trade for someone. You know, you buy them. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons. I don't think you've got to like put a guy on the court for a few games to prove you're going to trade him. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So. Um. Any idea why? And you've seen Mike Brown with the Kings. You saw him with the Lakers. Maybe this is, you know, and you follow the league as well. But is this just his style where a guy like Davion Mitchell doesn't play for like two weeks, all of a sudden gets 22 minutes? Like, is this what he normally does? Is this something exclusive to the Kings because he's trying to figure some things out? But he does it often where, and it goes the reverse, right? Like, Chris Duarte could be starting and playing 22 minutes and then not play for six straight games. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it to me, it more so screams of a coach just searching for something. I mean, the times I've been around the league, the questions that, that people have raised about Mike have been more about in-game situations, you know, you know, why this guy does, you know, but yeah, I've, it's, I don't know if, if I can say that's a Mike Brown thing. That's a coach in general just trying to find something. Mm-hmm. And if a guy can go from starting, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's weird, you know. <laughs> you don't, you know, but you see it every now. You see it around the league. A guy who'll be out the rotation. 
a matchup will be favorable. You'll give that guy some minutes. Like, you know, maybe Davion plays a lot again, you know, against Steph. But then maybe he doesn't play for two or three more games, depending on the matchup, you know. You know, I know Tyrese, you know, did, you know Indiana's gone, but maybe you say, you know what, Tyrese is too small for a team that has a point guard the size of Halliburton. So you don't, you know, you don't play him. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think – I wouldn't read a whole lot into it, really. It's just that, hey, you know, outside of their core guys, the guys on the fringe of the rotation, it's that whole idea you got to stay ready because you don't know who you're going to get – who's going to get called on night to night. In your experience, what are players like around the trade deadline, especially ones whose names get brought up pretty regularly in reports? Uh, a lot of times they're – they're just as chat. They're chatty because they're asking us, you know, what did you hear? What did you hear? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a trade of information. And then they'll be like, you know, and they're on their phones because they're trying to see the rumors. And a lot of times there's guys who don't find out they're involved in them today. They read it online. So, I mean, they're just as curious. I think when you're a team that's maybe struggling or, or, or you're on a bad team, it's even worse because you assume someone's going to go. And I think because the you know the the Kings have been up and down in some ways that are different from last year, and there's they haven't filled some of the holes maybe defensively they could have filled in the offseason. They're going to be guys who go, okay, you know what's going on with me? And a, a guy like Harrison, I think he's heard it for so long. I don't know if it even phases him. <laughs> you know, I mean, my man got traded in the middle of a game when he was with Dallas. <laughs> So I don't think it gets, you know, much, much wider than that. I remember Isaiah Thomas telling the story. He was on the team bus in Phoenix on the way to a game and like, hey, IT, get off the bus. You just got traded. Mm. So, I mean, there really is no, I mean, guys are just, there's, there's a lot of no, guys can much just exhale after the deadline. Either, you know, you, you know, you're going to be somewhere or you're going to get, you know, you get shipped. And usually teams will try to, a lot of teams that will have a non-practice day that day of the deadline, if they can, just to try to, you know, and then, or some of them have like a morning walkthrough. Or, you know, they'll, they'll do different things on the day of the deadline. I think with the Kings, probably the wildest one was when they, when the uh, Papianis got traded and he really had no idea that he could get traded like that. I remember, I remember a bogey just telling me the kid was just crying. Mm. Oh, he, he got cut. He didn't get, he didn't get traded. He got cut. And he was just like, the kid was just in tears. So, I mean, there's a wide range of emotions. And you got the guys who are probably saying, get me out of here. Thank God I'm gone, depending on their situation. So it's all over the place. But usually there's like a level of calm the night after the deadline or the day after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you uh, familiar with when this starts? Because it seems like this has been going on forever <laughs> this year. And we're still three weeks away. Does it pick up around this time? Is you know, and 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 the internet, Twitter, NBA, Twitter, all this other stuff. It's changed the game a little bit because we're hearing rumors about who's interested in who all the way in December at mm-hmm. this point. Where you know, maybe ten, fifteen years ago, you didn't really hear that kind of talk until about this time. Yeah, well, December fifteenth is that first date where guys who sign in the offseason can get moved. So you've got some people making plans and suggestions about, okay, when this guy becomes trade eligible, we can move him. You know, I don't think Bruce Brown signed with Indiana thinking he was going to get moved halfway through the year. But once you, once that December 15th deadline passes, a lot of guys can get traded. And then what I think what adds to that is that now 
as a member of the media, I can go out and create my own trades and pose them. Yeah. And and a lot of times fans will read those and go, well, that's a great idea. And it's like that trade's never going to happen. Like that is literally someone in the press room or at home or on the trade machine made up a trade. But then it, it kind of gained steam like, OK, that's a good deal. Those teams maybe have never talked mm-hmm. but because someone in the you know, What's their guy Simmons? He's good for proposing a trade online. That's your boys. Hey, that's your boys, down. man, right there in the blue. Him my boy, I that's, like cousin that's Sal. That's your boy. Now I do listen to Simmons though too. <laughs> but he's good to throw it out there, and then I'll be reading them. I say, well, Bill Simmons proposed this trade, and I'll be like, he's not a GM. <laughs> Is Simmons the <laughs> the basketball Florio? He might be. Hey, he proposed this. I'm like, so I can propose a trade. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my joke with those is always that those trades always benefit the team that guy likes or that woman likes. And it's like, yeah, of course they'll take three guys I don't like for the one guy I like. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just something honestly gets out of hand. I mean, and then it just keeps snowballing and then, you know, usually 95% of what out there never happens. Like, I'd be legit shocked if DeJounte Murray actually ended up in L.A. I'd be, you know, there's just so much. Usually it's what you don't expect to happen is what happens. What helps L.A.? Does DeJounte Murray help L.A.? I think what helps them is, is uh, I think when I watch them play, what they miss is they miss, they miss a guy like Schroeder, a smaller guard who can get into other guys defensively. And that was supposed to be Gabe Vincent, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I think in some ways D'Angelo's an easy scapegoat. But between when you have D'Angelo and Austin Reeves, you have a very bad defensive backcourt. And it just is what it is. And I don't, I mean, I would guess it. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I could give you a great DeJounte uh, breakdown right now. Does he help them in terms of their speed and everything in the backcourt? Yeah, but. If you can't guard, you can't guard. And it's just weird because that group could guard last year. And I think you miss a guy, uh, a disruptive type smaller guard. So, DeJounte just doesn't pass the eye test for me with the Lakers. Like, that's not the first thing I go. That's what they need. Yeah, I think it's, I'm not like, oh my gosh, that's going to fix everything. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I think it's more about to be able to be more flexible defensively. And I think that's part of the reason why Darwin was playing Cam Reddish so much. He was trying to put another defender out there with them. But I don't know when Gabe can play again. And I think that's the type of guy they need. They've got him on the roster, but he's hurt. So I don't know if you, you know, and then you're trying to trade D'Lo. Teams don't necessarily want to play D'Angelo next year. And now lately, D'Angelo's been shooting the lights out again. But I also think it didn't help that he was going from the bench to starting and all that stuff. So I just think, you know, hey, it's been a I, I don't know if there's a I think if they can just get, you know, a little get that extra guard in there defensively to help them, mm-hmm. that'll help. But I think they've got that. I mean, they got some pieces to, to, to be a much better team. They should not they should not be a 500 team, even with what they've got. So, you know, when I think I looked in the one the broadcast and they were saying how calm they were. But I'm like, don't be calm in number in 10th in place. Be calm in fifth or fourth. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, we've got this come April. Do you really want to be in a playing game again? What if you get to you get to the playing game, LeBron turns his ankle, AD turns his ankle, now you're done. 
So I, I, I think that, you know, I'm not sure DeJounte fixes, fixes everything for them, but I think they just need, they need some, some perimeter de- help defense and asking Vando to guard every guard in the world is just probably not going to be the ideal you know, way to fix it. Well, you know, who wasn't calm was whoever the GM is in Milwaukee. They <laughs> moved on from Adrian Griffin mm. 43 games into his NBA career. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason, me and Damien had heard about little rumblings about this, but kind of blew it off like, yeah, that's crazy. That ain't going to happen. Like a week and a half ago. And it actually happened. Are you surprised that they made this move before he even got to the all-star break of his first season? I'm surprised, but I'm not because this is a player's league. And when your best player isn't happy, a lot of teams will do what they can to make that player happy. And if Giannis wasn't happy, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, that was Giannis's boy a few months ago. Yeah. And, you know, but we've seen that happen before. Remember when KD and Kyrie were all Steve Nash fans and then all of a sudden this guy can't coach. We got to get rid of him. You know, it just, it's, it's a player's league, but to be 30 and 13, I mean, I guess it speaks to the expectations because they're 30 and 13. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is not good. You know, I know they took a step back defensively. Some of that probably is strategic changes. But also, you can't swap. I mean, for all the good you you gain from Dame Lillard, you can't replace him. You can't expect defensively him to be anywhere near Drew Holiday. It's not even close. Hmm. And you were going to you were going to you're going to lose something defensively without Drew Holiday. And I think, you know, so I just think there's so much. There's that part of it. But hey. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the the last time was it the David Blatt situation. The last mm-hmm. time we saw a coach who was do, seemed to be doing well, but when you don't have the guys in the locker room, oh well. But it's just a wild story that Doc was advising Adrian Griffin, <laughs> and now Doc is probably going to get that job. I mean, if I'm Adrian, I feel like I just got you know I got screwed over. You got the okey doke. Yeah, it's like hey, here's your mentor. Two weeks later, you know, a month later, your your mentor is now has your job. It's like, That's so does crazy. that mean Adrian can go call games for for you know for ESPN now? I mean, <laughs> it's one of those I mean, things the coaching association probably looks at a little questionably, don't they? You would think so, but then again, the coaches probably have about three or four different agents between them. No, you know, so I mean, well, I don't know who. <laughs> yeah, so I mean this. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing. I couldn't imagine, you know, imagine if, you know, you know, the king, you know, it wouldn't matter. Mike Brown isn't a first time coach, but, you know, you know, that's like you know, with the Lakers. They bring in, I don't know, you know, some, you know, Budenholzer to advise <laughs> Darvin Ham. And all of a sudden now Darvin Ham's not the coach and they hire Budenholzer. I mean, it's 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 a wild thing. But it's just, and I think probably the the crazier part that it goes to Doc Rivers, who what is what, what number job is this for Doc now? Like five? Well, he's known I mean, for getting teams over the hump, isn't he? Well, see that was yeah, yeah. We've all we've all seen that in Philly with the Clippers. No need to you take know. shots at me. I, I'm a I like Doc Rivers. I like Doc, but I mean he oh, yeah. there's a track record there outside of outside of the time that his boy. Mikhail got hooked, you got hooked up Celtics. Yeah. There's a reputation of, or a history of, okay, we're going to get there and something's going to, you know, 
going to happen before the conference finals. Speaking of coaches, how about the Las Vegas Raiders' new head coach? Antonio I'm with Pierce. it. That was your, that was, I like that was, it. What about the I, GM? I, how do you feel? It? Now, now, I just asked you a question and cut you off, but the, the news about the general manager is today uh, we, we could tie all of this stuff in together. Are you surprised Champ Kelly's not back? I'm not surprised. I, I'm, I, you know, I haven't read in the last couple. I don't know if Champ's leaving or anything. With I haven't read oh, anything. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's fair. I didn't see that either. But. I haven't seen, but I, I had heard in the last couple of weeks that and, and read that the Mark was really hesitant to go with a rookie coach and a rookie GM, mm-hmm. and that even if Telesco wasn't going to be the GM, they were going to try to find a veteran executive somewhere to be a part of the front office. And I mean, for all the things we make, I make fun of the San Diego, whatever, Baja, whatever, Orange County Chargers. They had a bunch of talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, they drafted well for the most part in in a lot of cases. I mean, picking a coach who was going to go for it on fourth down from his own 15 probably wasn't (laughs) the best idea. (laughs) But, you know. They they had they they've had some really good rosters in San. I keep calling them San Diego. I'll never get used to everybody them does. Yeah, you know they've had some good rosters with the Chargers, which is why the whole coaching situations were so infuriating to to their few fans. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that, don't do that. I actually feel like they might have more fans than the Rams. Chargers can't be looking a little lit. They they be out there. I don't know. I mean, the Chargers had what twenty something years to take over L.A. and. People were like, "Okay, that's the San Diego team," but I, I, yeah, I'm not shocked. So I mean, I think I know Mark had said publicly, and I'd heard from people I know around the league that there was a good chance, you know, they liked the, uh, you know, the assistant from India from the Colts, but that would be another rookie GM, and he, I know Mark felt like pairing a rookie coach with Dennis Allen back in the day with a rookie GM when Reggie McKenzie was a problem. I think, you know, but I also think that Reggie McKenzie was the best GM he hired since he took over. <laughs> I just think they, they they missed on the coach in that case. And they they got it right with Del Rio. Then Del Rio went crazy and well, didn't understand why his black players would be offended by some of the tweets. Damn shame what happened to Jack Del Rio. <laughs> he was like, I don't understand. I don't. Why would they be mad? And then remember his wife was tweeting. Why would he say that? I I like Marshawn. <laughs> i don't understand why they be i don't get it well but yeah i think i think they got i think they got it right and i i you know i would love for them to be able to keep a guy like champ around it's not like telesco's like a 35 year old gm so i mean i think you know i don't know the terms of the deal it may not be a long-term deal but i would not be surprised if champ is still there and they have a rapport champ was in the coaching interviews right so I'm assuming that he knew either way he would still be part of the organization. And maybe if you're Mark, you give him a bump in pay, you know, do something to show you appreciate it. And then, you know, maybe you get the Jared Mayo deal where, hey, when this guy's gone, it's your gig unless you get something before then. So but I, 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 I like the I like Telesco based on the, his drafting history over the, you know, with, with the Chargers. So. I'm a lot more optimistic than I was a year ago with Josh and his homie running things. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That, that reminds me what, Jason, you remember it. Damon, you might remember it too. What happened that, that, that year, it was early in the season and they had a Sunday night game against the Commanders. And, like, it all went to hell in the locker room. Like, wasn't Derek Carr, like, crying in the locker room or pleading or something happened? They end up getting destroyed. They were, like, 2-0. They end up getting destroyed yeah. on Sunday Night Football, and that was, like, the beginning of the end. Yeah, that was part – I mean, that was part of the whole weird MAGA stuff that was going on at the time. And oh, I guess I remember Jack Del Rio's wife tweeting, like, defending Marshawn. Like, why would someone say anything bad about Marshawn? And that's when all these weird rumors started coming out that the all-black offensive line <laughs> didn't like Derek Carr. And- oh, yeah, there, that was that tough. That was a wild time, and then they Jack kept Dale tweeting Dale. the any given Sunday scene where the line <laughs> let uh, Steam and Willie Beeman get destroyed in the rain, and they kept saying that Willie Beeman was Derek Carr. Yeah, and then Jack Del Rio just kept saying it. It, it was just it, it got really weird really fast, and I thought you know, and yeah, that was that that was you know, and it was like well, what it was it was like a lot of tone deaf things going on with the team. It's like, of course, what he what what Trump said would offend some of the, the black players on the Raiders. Of course, that would be offensive issue. And, you know, and it seemed like there was like a disconnect. And from there that they went from, like I said, they had had a promising season the year before. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek breaks his ankle and, you know, that changed everything. But then they had to play. Some, who was the quarterback with him? What was it? The the guy they Connor drafted. Connor Cook? Was oh. it Connor, Connor Cook? Cook, yeah. Yeah, it was the guy from the kid from Michigan State. Yeah, the only thing I remember about him is him snatching the trophy from Archie Griffin. Oh, that <laughs> ass clown! That was, that was so rude. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, that was in 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 the in the history of the Raiders. It's got to be the most random starting quarterback for a playoff game. I think that I think that was the same year uh, Donald Penn tried to fight the fan outside the outside the stadium yeah yeah 2016 was a wild yeah, year i, I remember, remember that I had, I had season tickets and i was at the game where car got hurt first off i'm like why was he in the game it was a blowout mm. and then the fans are like we'll be okay i said no they won't it's over no, it's I, over it's over. I said, it's over and then i was right it was over uh jason's here every week but i'm gonna use this line anyway let's get to why you're really here I've waited all day to talk to you about this. 
We had an extensive conversation on it earlier. Raw is moving to Netflix. Jason, I I know you and your your people over at The Athletic wrote about this. To me, and I think to us, this is the beginning of a change in the sports media landscape. To me, this move of a live Monday Night Raw to a platform like Netflix is now the blueprint for Adam Silver, for Roger Goodell, for any sports league with an upcoming television media contract negotiation and this this is this is the blueprint of a a major major move yeah i think that we're starting to see we're going to see the big shift you know now if you're i mean if you're you know starts with wwe but if you're the nba nfl you can go to one of these streaming services perhaps offer games without commercials or without interruptions and it's it's wild. I would have never thought, shoot, a couple of years ago that we come out live. I know some of the people were saying, well, wrestling isn't a sporting event. Well, it's close enough to where it's it's, it's it can be a blueprint for what we see going down the road. It's a mean? live weekly television show. Like yeah. above all else, it's a it's a very highly rated live weekly television show. Yeah, it, yeah, it's one of the number one rated TV uh, cable television shows, mm-hmm. and it's going to be on Netflix. <laughs> Right. And the NFL tested it with putting the game on Peacock. I mean, I know people got mad, but I know a lot of people got that free trial. It was a huge success. Just to watch it. And then I know a lot of people got that free trial and probably forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be paying whatever it is a month until they realize, oh, shoot, I still have Peacock. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all you're banking on, really. And, you know, you know and they're paying a lot. I mean, was it $5 billion? Yeah. For if 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 WWE gets five billion just for one of its shows, that's not the whole. That's not NXT and SmackDown mm-hmm. and everything else. What what would what's the NBA going to get? I mean, what it, whether it be that Turner thing, they're doing whatever they end up doing, Warner Brothers, whatever. But, but you also have the you know then you have the whole idea of the what the NFL buying in the ESPN. Mm-hmm. But what if they do that and put everything on it? They can on ESPN, and now you have to have, and then you have to pay for ESPN to watch football. I mean, I don't watch ESPN for anything but live sports. Mm-hmm. I would have to then pay for ESPN if they made it. If they made it, if they made it a subscription. So I mean, from it, yeah, this is going to be the blueprint. I think. I think we're going to see more and more leagues and live things go to that, and you know, maybe a change. You look with WWE. You didn't have the paper, the, like the traditional pay-per-view model anymore. Yeah, but you had to have Peacock or the WWE Network or something to watch their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So I just, I can, I can see it. You know, I can see a day where you have to have, I don't know, Amazon Prime to watch the Super Bowl. For all of his faults, I think Vince McMahon is one of the most game-changing individuals in terms of sports media. Oh yeah. When you talk about pay-per-views, when you talk about the move to the network, everyone when 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 the when the first teasers for the WWE network went out, it was like what channel is it going to be on? They used to have that on-demand channel that was on like Comcast or something like that, that WWE on-demand channel. It was like what 
what like is it going to be channel a channel on Direct TV, a channel on Dish Network, a channel on Comcast? What's it going to be? And it's nope, it's an over the top service. Here's what it is: not only is it an over the top service for superstars of wrestling from 1987, mm-hmm. you can watch WrestleMania 30 on this. You can watch every pay-per-view we do on this because we're getting rid of the pay-per-view model because we have to split it with on-demand and all of these companies 50-50. Now we don't have to split it 50-50. Now the profit comes directly to us, and the only way we have to cop money is if you download your WWE Network app through Apple, and then instead of going to WWE.com and subscribing, and this is the case for every app, if you set up your payment through Apple, Apple gets a piece of that. Mm. If you set up your payment through HBO Max, HBO gets all of the money. Mm -hmm. And WWE looked at it like, we'll take that trade off versus splitting it 50-50 with all of these companies. Mm -hmm. And now you see the pay-per-view model has really, really changed over the years. And Vince was the first to do it. And you look at even the whole idea with this deal that internationally, They'll get all the shows through Netflix. Mm. No more trying to negotiate a TV deal in Europe and mm-hmm. Australia. You, you all go to one place, and they, they were already thinking big picture. They got they got the the event in Australia next month. Yeah, you've got the event, and they they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> this is going to you know I they got an event in Berlin in uh, the summer. Yeah. And I remember even at WrestleMania last year, Triple H hinted at the idea of a WrestleMania internationally. Yep. And yeah, this is, I mean, this is going to, this, this is going to change a lot of things. And I mean, I think it'll be a thing where we'll just be okay. Well now, you know, you see, you see with the NBA, like on a smaller scale, I know spectrum does a thing where you can get the spectrum app. And if like for 20 bucks, I don't know if it's a month or whatever, a season using the stream, all the Laker games. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you're going to see more teams doing stuff like that. You know, you have the league pass, but if you're whatever, whatever network you are, if you have a team that's popular, like a team like the Knicks could get away with doing that probably. I know people in California who were Knicks fans who are like, I hate the Knicks aren't on TV more. But if the Yes Network says with our Yes app, you can watch every Nick game. Why wouldn't you know people around, you know, sign up for that? And like you said, just go around the cable companies, go around the all these other splits yeah i I think this is this is like yeah this is going to be i don't want to say the beginning of the end but this is going to be the first major shift because gen a lot of times wwe has done stuff people have laughed at and then you look around like they laughed at wrestle the idea of wrestlemania and, and closed circuit tv back in the day before you know it every boxing match that's major goes we're going to go to that same model Mm mm-hmm yeah, they should have done something different with WrestleMania too. But other than that, it was oh, perfect. WrestleMania two, yeah. not not the most successful. But event. but the the home team. I'm see Rowdy Piper versus Mr. T. Jeez, oh, King Kong Bundy headlined a uh, WrestleMania. Well, that's that's wild. Well, so did Refrigerator Perry in Chicago. <laughs> so there's true. that. That's <laughs> true. So did uh, Lawrence Taylor. Huh? <laughs> well, Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow slammed because LT is a mighty good man. Shout out wow. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Not everyone will get the reference. As Vince said when mm-hmm. they were dancing, uh, yeah. wow. Well, that's what he did. <laughs> he caught one look at Pepper and <laughs> told us all we needed to know about Vincent Kennedy McMahon right there. <laughs> I really can't be, I can't blame him. <laughs> I can't. I used to yeah. love Pepper. That was my girl. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But you talked about, like, the teams having their own stuff. I mean, you mentioned the Lakers doing that, the Knicks. Uh, the Clippers got their own little conglomerate right now. They've got – I think they got, like, eight streams. Like, if you if – you, and it's a, through League Pass, but they have their own little Clipper vision or something that you pay X amount of dollars a year. And I wonder when we get to that point, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe the, the exclusive games, like the TNT or HBO Max Thursday game is on those platforms. But the Kings Hawks on a Monday is on the Kings network. Hmm. I wonder if that ever happens. Yeah, yeah it's – yeah, the, the the NBA model is just different, like I say, from the NFL because teams have their own local deals. Yeah. So I think, I think it gives way to a lot of a lot more options than say the NFL, where they just say, okay, you get the Sunday ticket, and this is what it is. And you know, if you think about that, even too, they went to YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So you know, and so I think you know you got that. You know, but I think I think people were more okay with YouTube than the idea of Netflix because generally we think of Netflix, we think of movies, mm-hmm. movies, comedy specials. You don't think, okay, I'm gonna go sit down and you know turn on Netflix. Oh wow, Monday Night Raw is about to start. Mm-hmm. It's a change and in I, thinking. It's like Amazon. It's like the Amazon yeah. football game. You're, you you know Amazon has something like it's never been an app I like frequented it. But, no, they have a live football game now. And what it made me do with Amazon was sometimes the game will go off and then Amazon is still on. You start scrolling through, okay, what else we got on here? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's definitely a way to do it, you know, and I think it's, we're going to see a lot more of it, you know, and then, you know, imagine if this, this, these weekend's games were only on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people completely – dismiss it and say there's no way do you ever think we get the super bowl on pay-per-view pay-per-view i don't think so i don't think pay-per-view but i mean like a, okay well, how about a peacock situation like how they did the game so the, like if the you have it you have it if not you got to pay eight dollars but what what about for me who pays the extra four dollars for commercial free then what uh is it not commercial free yeah it's probably invalid that day or who knows? Maybe it's a thing where it's still commercial free for you, but those of us who aren't commercial free, you get commercials or something. I, I, I've seen it with Amazon where they'll say there's there's content that's only for the commercial free people. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the Peacock does. That's what yeah, the, the Peacock does. Yeah. So I think I think I mean I think the real test will be down the road when NBC gets the game again. Yeah. You know, what What if one day they say exclusively on Peacock the Super Bowl? Oh, them I mean, old heads are going to lose their mind. I don't know mind. what's stopping them from doing it. It's still a risk at this point. I think I think doing that is still a risk. You think it's a risk for the Super Bowl, though? Yeah, because you're asking people in, like, in today's climate, too, mm-hmm. to go spend more money to something that for their entire life has been free. Mm-hmm. And they'll look at it from a capitalist standpoint like, wait a minute. You're and how do you sell advertising to that? Like, because right now you can sell Doritos and Pepsi and Chevy. We got a hundred million viewers, easy, and it doesn't matter who's in the game. Mm-hmm. You go to the Super Bowl. How do you sell those ads? Where it's like, well, the app has thirty million users. Even if we doubled that, that's a fraction of the audience mm-hmm. that we had before. I think it becomes a harder sell. So, so here's what I would ask both of you guys, though, is 
is the news and the Super Bowl the only thing keeping TV alive? Like TV in that setting? No. What else is? Well, there's still there's still network television that they just because we don't watch it. Yeah, but people still watch something at eight o'clock on channel ten or thirteen. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's not how we watch TV, but I think that's how some people watch TV. I have to remind myself I'm not the normal TV watcher. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because I got used to for all those years of traveling, like a sitcom like Abbott Elementary. I got used to not watching it during the week. And then I get on the road and I'm in a hotel. I'll watch six episodes straight. Mm hmm. And there's a lot of TV. I mean, and I haven't broken that habit. Like I'll watch a whole season of a show over a weekend. Mm -hmm. So I think there's still a place for the network TV. I think, you know, and then I do think live sports is helping network TV, live news and, you know, local news still matters. I think, you you know, uh, no matter, you can't go to Peacock and find out what happened at Oak Park. Yeah. (laughs) So I think those things still matter. Local but radio I, shows still matter, and unfortunately, this one's over, and we've got to go do another damn. one. So sorry to cut you <laughs> off, Jason. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 